Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to World Weekly from the Financial Times. I'm Gideon Rachman. This week, we're looking at politics in France. The far-right National Front failed to win control of any regions in this weekend's elections. But the mainstream parties were still shaken by the Front's strong performance ahead of presidential elections in 2017. So what's the outlook now? Joining me on the line from Paris is our bureau chief there, Anne-Sylvain Chassigny, and here in the studio is our former Paris correspondent, Hugh Carnegie. Anne-Sylvain, first, are the mainstream parties, the socialists led by President Hollande and the centre-right led by former President Nicolas Sarkozy, are they more relaxed now after the elections? Do they think they've seen off the far right? Well, there's certainly a sense of relief throughout the mainstream political spectrum at the moment because the turnout has benefited the mainstream parties and fent off uh, the FN, the National Front. But uh, everybody's been very modest and very low-key in the aftermath of the elections. Even Nicolas Sarkozy, who's the leader of the Republican, the centre-right party, he's officially the winner, but there's no sense of triumph because, as you said, the political mainstream parties are very shaken by the results of the National Front. And I saw that the victor in the North, Monsieur Bertrand, on the Republican side, said this is the last chance for the mainstream parties. They have to prove to the French people now that they really can improve matters, or the National Front, the implication was the National Front will rise up and continue to the point where it might actually take power. Does that sound realistic to you or not? I think, you know, he's been campaigning in the North, and I've been in the North myself, and the setting's quite dramatic. You can feel such misery and anger, and it's one of those former socialist strongholds where the Front National has been uh, rising phenomenally in the past few years. So definitely you get a sense that things are really going worse and worse in these regions. And, uh, you know, he's been campaigning there, David Bertrand's been campaigning there for a year. And it's true that, yeah, there's so much anger and, uh, you know, economic misery that you kind of feel that, yes, we need to fix this country, otherwise we don't know where it's going to head. And last question, Anselwen, before I turn to Hugh for a bit of historic context. You talk about anger and misery. Is that primarily about economics, or were the terrorist attacks also very important in feeding the National Front? I think that, you know, it's a combination of things, and certainly security is one of them. But to some extent, the concerns over security has also benefited François Hollande as the head of state. So, But certainly the Front National, you know, the main themes are security, uh, terrorism, immigration, and economic anxiety. The fact that France is not what it used to be, it's not this economic power, or it's not as influential as before. I think it's a combination of the three, really. Hugh, I mean, you've watched the evolution of the French political scene. I mean, give us a sense of how far the National Front have come in the last, say, 15 years since the turn of the decade. Well, they've come a very long way. There was the famous moment in 2002 when Marine Le Pen's father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, got to the second round of the presidential election. Massive shock. But at the time, he achieved, if I remember rightly, about 17% of the vote in the second round. 
that was around about the level that Marine won in the last presidential election when she was knocked out in the first round. In this election, they're around about 30%. And in her region, in the first round, Marine Le Pen got 40%. There's a seductive theory that perhaps they're hitting a ceiling. And certainly the French electoral system with this two-round process works against the Front National. But what we have seen is a consistent rising of the levels of support for them. And I don't think there's any evidence yet that would convince you that that curve has stopped rising. And that's why, as Anne-Sylvain says, the mainstream parties are very concerned, particularly concerned now, less than 18 months away from a presidential election, that that curve may keep rising and they haven't got on top of this. And we talked about the factors that are possibly driving voters towards the National Front. How important, though, has the phrase they use is detoxification, Marine Le Pen's efforts to make the National Front less scary, less obviously a far-right party? How effective has that been? I think it's been very effective. She took over the party from her father in 2011. She has had a very deliberate policy from that point of making the Front National seem less extremist, very much moving away from the often overt anti-Semitism, for example, of her father, culminating in this very public row she had with her father last year in which she more or less banished him from the party. That looked as if it might damage the party, but actually I think it's been part of a process that has made the party more acceptable to a wider group of French voters who, as Anne-Sylvain has described, have been feeling very disaffected by lack of economic progress and the immigration issues and, of course, in the run-up to this particular election, the terrorism attacks. So, Anne-Sylvain, I mean, if I can ask you a kind of direct question, how scary for outsiders should all this be? Because a lot of foreigners have linked Marine Le Pen to Donald Trump. She's often described as far right. Even some people use the label fascist. But, I mean, do you believe that this detoxification is for real and that actually, if they were to come to power, they might govern in a way that, that wasn't authoritarian and far right? Well, as Hugh mentioned, she definitely tried to detoxify by softening the rhetoric, but she's kept most of the themes of her father, you know, the anti-immigration stance, the anti-European stance. You know, I mean, her themes and her platform is not that different from her father, apart from the fact that it's broader and she's developed a statist platform as well to try to attract the blue-collar workers in the north, especially in the north who tended to vote for the left. So she's done that. I don't think the DNA of the party's changed that much since she came to power. She's softened the edges. She suddenly tried to look more mainstream. But especially this year, the anti-immigration rhetoric and the anti-Muslim rhetoric has been ramped up in the run-up to the regional elections. So people are very sceptical about this new Front National, which would be, you know, the new conservative right, if you would want. So there's a great level of scepticism. You know, in part, the outcome of the original elections show that the FN is still viewed as radioactive, because you had uh, this great turnout, and ultimately the FN hasn't won a single regional government. So the other parties are still prepared to unite against, or the voters for the other parties are still prepared to unite against them, to keep them out. So let's just conclude by looking at the state of the mainstream parties. Hugh, until a few months ago, Francois Hollande was regarded as a kind of dead man walking in the Elysee Palace. Many people thought he wouldn't even be able to run for the presidency in 2017. He actually is looking rather 
better shape, isn't he, at the moment? Yes, although the socialists went backwards in these elections, they didn't go as far backwards as many had anticipated. Hollande came out of the terrorist attacks with his reputation and his status as president very much enhanced. He's a very wily politician. He's been underestimated all through his career. So I think he's in a position now where, as you've suggested, with this now increasingly short period running up to the election in May 2017, is looking in a stronger position than he might have imagined he could be in. I think the thing to understand about this coming election is, with all the indications showing that Marine Le Pen is likely to get into the second round, everything plays on who joins her in the second round, whether it's Hollande on the left or whoever the right chooses as their candidate, whether that's Nicolas Sarkozy, the former president, or one of the other candidates. If it's Sarkozy, who's still unpopular, Hollande has a pretty good shot at getting into the second round, and then he would almost certainly beat Marine Le Pen for the presidency again. So, Anne-Sylvain, let's finish then by looking at the position of the centre-right. Nicolas Sarkozy clearly aims to be the candidate. Do you think he's going to make it? And do you think the centre-right have decided how they're going to play this in the next 18 months, whether they'll move towards the more hard-right positions of the National Front or move back towards the centre? Well, you know, moving back to the far right is definitely Nicolas Sarkozy's strategy, and it hasn't really paid off. And so you're hearing a lot of criticism internally and, you know, concerns over whether the party is now letting François Hollande invading the centre with his pro-business reformist push. So there's a lot of criticism against Nicolas Sarkozy's strategy. And I think they should be concerned because the original elections have shown that it's not working. The Front National voters keep voting Front National in the second round. You've got more and more people voting for Front National, and you see that it's mostly coming from the right. And again, I think there's a sense that if you want to win an election, you win it you know, more in the centre than at the right. So the conclusion of all this is that the primary, there are going to be primaries um, next year for the centre-right, the competition is going to be very intense between the different currents, including with Alain Juppé, the former prime minister, who advocates a shift to the centre. OK, well, it's clearly, as you say, going to be an intriguing next 18 months in French politics. But for now, Anne-Sylvain Chassigny in Paris, thank you very much. Thanks also to Hugh Carnegie here in the studio in London. That's it for this week, and that's it probably for this year. We'll return in the new year with a whole new lot of work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. World Weeklies.